See, it's fine. Uh, let's go ahead and get started. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in Yehovah's sight. He is our strength and our redeemer, and it is in his name, which is his authority, that we pray, praise, proclaim, project, and protect today's message. Amen. Hola, mi nombre es Kofi. ¿Cómo está? Bonjour. I'm Kofi. Ni hao. Namaste. Osaya Anakitawaya, Ohio. I see you. Manut. Wagwan. Kamsa. Kamsamida. Aloha. Habarigani. Akuaba. Madeasi. Etesin. Jambu, Bimini Kofi, Nina Franco, Katana, Nawewe, Chow, Bokurto, Bokurtav, Bokurtav, Bakwartav, Bakwartav, Barakala Cham Yehava, Anai Kofi, Kohedit, at Servants of Christ, Mashalam Khe. Hello, everybody. I am Pastor Kofi, Pastor Servants of Christ, where we are always changing lives one mind at a time, but being the voice of the voices and speaking the unspoken. We're appreciative and grateful and thankful to have you guys join us uh, one more again. We're excited about what Yehava has in store for us today. We give all praise and honor to the only wise Allahum, Yehava. We give all honor and praise to him for my wife, the Honorable Amma, who lives a life that's able to be honored. As always, you can check her out on TikTok, YouTube, her website, and Pinterest at Bloom and Flourish. Not A-N-D, the letter N, Bloom and Flourish. She is a healer, herbalist, chemist, and biologist, biologist by degree, for those that need a little extra oomph on there. And um, thank you guys once again for joining us. We appreciate you. Um, and um, hopefully you your day is starting off well. Uh, we are going to go to a few different scriptures to read. So if you want to go to Matthew chapter 5 and put like a little pen or tassel there, uh, we will um, head over there in a second. But first and foremost, we're actually going to go somewhere else. And forgive me, I'm having a little issue. I know it's John. I feel, feel like it's John 14 or 15, but give me a second. Hold on. Um, um, I think it's John 14, 15. If you want to look in there real quick, John chapter 14, and verse 15. So if you want to once again just put a little pin over in Matthew chapter 5, we'll go over there, but we'll go to John 14 first, and I believe it's going to be John 14, 15. Let me double check. I think it is. Amen. All right. John 14, 15. Then we're going to go for those who want to take notes. We're going to go from John 14 and 15 to Matthew chapter 5, verses 10 through 12. Then we're going to go to Matthew chapter 5, verses 17 through 20. And then we're going to go to Matthew chapter 7, verse 12. But if you want to make it easier on yourself, just put a little tassel or pin or put your thumb or something like that in Matthew chapter, uh, I'm sorry, in Matthew chapter 5. And then go ahead and turn over to John chapter 14 and verse 15. Once you have it, say Aman, say Amen, say I got it, say I'm with you. Let us know that you're there. If you need us to wait, just let us know. All right, and for those of you who are still new to the Bible, um, if you open up to Matthew or if you're able to use your, you know, it's your friend, your table of contents, feel free to use that. Go to Matthew and then two, uh, three books over is John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Turn over there and we'll go ahead and get into this. Matatayach and Yachachanan Aman. All righty, let's say hello to everybody while you're turning. Hopefully you guys are having a great day as always. Um, how you doing, uh, Sister Renee? Aaron, Aaron, also too, I see that you made a reference, and I'm sorry again, but I did send a video. Actually, I sent a couple videos. I'm going to try and send a little playlist to you as well. That should be able to help, and then at least you got the information. And uh, the first video that I sent, it's me speaking directly to you about the questions that you had, so at least we should be able to get started in that regard. And um, thank you for your patience with me. Uh, how you doing, Sister Mavis? How you doing, Sister Judith? How you doing, Tamaya? How you doing, Pearl? Hood Classic, uh, Big Brother Thomas? 
If I miss your name on any of the platforms, by the way, charge it to my head, not to my heart. We appreciate you. Um, thanks for everybody who's coming on over from, or who's on the podcast, who's on YouTube, who's on TikTok, and coming over from Facebook. We appreciate you. Um, how you doing, Starseed? Let's see. Create with Key, if I said that correctly. Um, Justin DeWill. You already you already feel well. That's okay. You fast as long as you can, especially if this is your first time really doing something like that with us or whatever. And uh, we're we're continuing to look that we grow as a family. This is a family fast, so we're doing our intermittent fasting. We still have today, and then we have tomorrow, and then tomorrow in the evening we'll do our uh, we'll do our prayer and fasting. So tomorrow at eight we'll be on, and we'll just let the music play. I just realized I will be on the road, so I will not be playing unless uh, we just don't go to our kung fu class tomorrow. Um, since we'll be on the road, we will be, uh, we'll let the music play. So as you come in, music will be playing and everything like that. Matter of fact, we should have a nice little setup to where uh, you should be able to hear everything coming through um, actually pretty nicely because it'll be inside the vehicle. <laughs> so you, uh, we'll try to turn up the volume and stuff so you won't hear too much outside noise on Friday. But prayerfully, you can join us for that. Thank you for the love. How you doing, Ever? And Black Steel, if I miss you, Sister Sheila, everybody, thank you guys coming over from Thursday Rising Prayer. I was not able to make it, but I did reach out to let um, leadership know and some of you to let you know how proud I am of certain things that the Most High is doing in your life. How you doing, Beck MG? Everybody, Sharonda, appreciate you. Okay, once again, we're going to uh, John 14, 15. And then from there, we're going to go to Matthew chapter 5. Um, once you have it, say amen. Say, I got it. So I'm with you. Hallelujah. We're going to go ahead and send a little uh, reminder over to uh, those who are on Facebook so that they can come over here before we start the Facebook um, live going. So at least they can get a word if they'd like to. Give me a second for that. Let me make sure that they can come on in here. We're continuing this series called Reverse Mythology. And we're going to talk about a really big myth today. So we've kind of outlined a few of these myths already. Uh-oh. And I'm excited about today's message because it's really going to take us to a place where we're going to have to really think some things through and how we've been affected by these myths and how we can start to reverse these things once we know what they are. Come on. Alrighty, alrighty. So once again, with John 14, 15, that's where we're going to start. How you doing, Minister Samaya Larray? I'm on. Awesome, awesome. I see some got it, some amens with you. How you doing? Hola, uh, um, hola, mi um, hermana. Como esta? Uh, mi hermana Sherry. Right. Uh, let's see, let's see. Alrighty, alrighty. So here we go, here we go. Or we're going to say our Bible pledge first. So if you're able to... Put your Bible or your device in your right hand or just put your right hand up in the air. And if you're able to reverence the word of Yehovah in some kind of way, including if you're able to stand, we invite you to do so. Um, but the Bible pledge goes like this. This is my Bible. This is my sword. And this will I trust for Yehoshaphat is Lord. No sword of God shall ever be heard. For this is my Bible. And this is Yah's word. Atsham Yehovah. Aman. Or in Yehovah's name. Amen. How you doing, Money Green? All right, let's go ahead and start. This is John chapter 14, verse 15. It reads as follows. It says, if, big if right here, if, if what? If ye love me. Uh-oh. So if you really love me like you say you do, this is the Messiah talking. This is your Christ talking, right? That's, that's right. Read your Bible to bless you. If ye love me, keep my commandments. That's John 14, 15. Now let's go over to Matthew chapter 5 and we're going to start at verse 10 
All right. So John 14, 15, if ye love me, keep my commandments. Let's go over to Matthew chapter five. Uh oh, now I'm having issues with my with my stuff. Matthew chapter five and verse 10. Okay, come on, come on. There we go. Matthew chapter five, verse 10. This is verses 10 through 12. It says, blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness sake. Not just because they're right, but because they're righteous. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness sake. For theirs is Radach Shamayam, or the kingdom of heaven. Barak, blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely. They're lying about you. There's a, there's a point. Not because they're telling the truth about you, but because they're lying on you for my sake, for Yehoshaphat's sake. Not for ours, but we're saying what he says. They're mad at us because we're keeping up his reputation. Verse 12, rejoice. Jump up, leap up again and again. Rejoice and be exceeding glad. Don't just be glad, but be overjoyed, over glad. Right? For great is your reward at Shamayam, great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Right? Now let's go down to Matthew chapter 5, um, and we'll start at verse 17. We'll read verses 17 through 20. Verse 17 says, Think not that I am come. Who is I? Yahashvai. He says, Think not, so don't think, think not that I am come to destroy the law. Or the prophets, I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law. That's the most minuscule of measurements, nor even the way it's written, shall in no wise, in no way pass from the law. In other words, it is not wise to go ahead and change the law or say that the law is insignificant. Right. Till all be fulfilled, till all come into effect, till all is put into effect. That's what this word is. Till you live inside of it. That's what this word fulfill means. OK. Verse 19. Whosoever therefore shall break one. How many of these? Whosoever shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach the same shall be called great or in the kingdom of heaven. For I say unto you that except your righteousness, your right lawful standing shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees. Ye shall in no case, no cases does exist. If you don't know the law greater than the scribes and Pharisees, you shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. And let's read Matthew chapter seven and verse 12. Come on. This is the golden rule in its entirety. You usually only read the first half of the golden rule. Let's go through the whole golden rule. What does the entire golden rule say? That Matthew chapter 7, verse 12, the entire golden rule says, therefore, therefore means what? Therefore, where, where did this come from? Because of what? Because of, hey, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all its righteousness and all its things shall be added unto you. Because we should make sure that we pray and that we give alms the way that the most high wants and not for men to want us to do so. Because we shall make sure that we pray correctly and that we forgive others because we are not worried about the chaff in someone's eye and we got a two by four hanging out of our eye, right? Because of all these things, because we do not cast pearl before swine, ah, 
because we give knowing it shall be given unto us. This is all Matthew chapters five, six, seven stuff right there. So Matthew chapter seven, verse 12 says, therefore, because of all those things, whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do you even do ye even so to them for this is the law and the prophets. In other words, the golden rule in its entirety sounds like this. Do unto others as you would have done unto you, right? For this is the law. If you don't follow the law, whatever you're doing to others is not righteousness. If you don't do what the prophets did to others, then that's not do unto others as you want done unto you, according to the law. We've just read uh, John chapter 14, verse 15. We've just read Matthew chapter 5, verses 10 through 12. We just read Matthew chapter 5, verses 17 through 20. We've just read Matthew chapter 17. Uh, I'm sorry, Matthew chapter 7 and verse, uh, Matthew chapter 7 and verse 12. May Yahweh have a blessing to the readers, hearers, and especially those who are doers of his most holy word. You may be seated if you are uh, standing or if you're reverencing, go back to what you're doing. Thank you for joining us in solidarity with that. Today, today, how you doing, Aaron? Uh, I'm, uh, if, oh, I said hello earlier. Excuse me. Thank you for that. Thank you for putting that in the chat. Um, how you doing, Tianya? Aman. Today, we're going to talk about, in this series, Reverse Mythology, Today, we're going to talk about this myth, particularly. Our theme for today is pseudo-Christianity. Pseudo-Christianity. Pseudo. P-S-E-U-D-O. Christianity. Pseudo-Christianity. All right? Now, we must start here, right, by explaining the word pseudo, because you'll hear a lot of stuff pseudo-theoretical or pseudo-theories, right? Somebody will call it, say it's pseudoscience. Somebody will say it's pseudo this, pseudo that. Pseudo is a word of, of, uh, of even pseudo synonyms, right? Um, but a word pseudo basically just means it's fake or it's a mock version. It's a modified version. It's, it's modified. It's not righteous. It's not lawful. It's not natural. It's not the way you should look at it. It's pseudo. It is false. So when we say pseudo Christianity, we mean mock or a fake version of something, but not only just pseudo-Christianity, because many Christians don't even live up to their Christian ways. Also, if we put a little extra on that, we are not Christian. We are true followers of the way, because the Bible was written before Christianity and before it was changed. But what we're talking about today, pseudo-Christianity in this myth, in this reverse mythology series, and by the way, we are still going to do um, a watch party start our watch party we're going to be doing quite a few saturdays in a row for a while but our watch party saturday 12 30 p.m eastern uh new york time it'll be on clapper we're going to try to use the clapper app so if you don't have the clapper app please ma'am please sir let us know i will try to make sure when we send the google calendar invite that we put a little link in there for you to be able to find us on there and we'll be live there to watch it so we're going to try it because tiktok's been giving us a lot of issues on this stuff so we, we just to make sure we don't have to stop we have tiktok as a backup if we need to and we can go to kofi underscore 40 the original page if we need to but we're going to try to use the clapper app so i apologize i know i keep saying get this one get this one but sometimes you just got to do what you got to do especially if it's virtual right but if you don't have the clapper app literally like the clap clap on clap off right like that it's spelled same way c-l-a-p-p-e-r Clapper. So if you have that app or if you don't have it, you still got time. We've been trying to say it, I think, since Sunday or Monday. Try and get that app so we can watch it together. And then we'll do a little brief discussion right after it. Okay? I'm on. All righty. Amen. And um, we'll see you guys later this evening. Also, too, don't forget tomorrow is community day where we go out and we ask people to do something for someone in your community. You don't have to tell us what it is because that's not what it's about. We just want that to be in your mind. We do that every first Friday. So today being the 29th of February, 
By the way, last day of Black History Month. Happy Black History Month to those. I apologize. I, I don't really focus on it, so I probably haven't said that once. <laughs> but um, um, today is the last month day of um, February. Um, if you're following the Gregorian calendar, and then from there we'll bounce over to um, to uh, March. And so every first Friday, it'll be March 1st tomorrow. So please, man, please, sir, if you can bless somebody in your community, we're thankful and grateful for you doing so in advance. And also don't forget tomorrow we'll be finishing up with our last um, our last uh, uh, day of our intermittent fasting. And tomorrow evening we'll do our prayer and fasting on Kofi underscore 42 on TikTok. And then on Saturday, brothers, don't forget we have our men's meeting at... Um, at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern New York time on Zoom, where brothers, if you do have ideas for how we can meet up, where we can meet up, what we can do physically, um, and if not, I'll have some stuff for you, and also we're going to do some Q&A just for the brothers, all right? So brothers, don't forget, just for you guys, right? Have your questions ready, things like that. We also often talk about, you know, we don't have a safe space, this and that or whatever. Tomorrow, whatever questions is men, however hard-hitting it is, no sister's going to be on. It's just going to be us brothers, you know, feel free to go at it. If you're doing something or dealing with something and you haven't you've been afraid to admit you're doing whatever, whatever, or how can you be better as a father, husband, brother? What does the scripture mean as far as that? And even if it's not particularly towards men, uh, tomorrow will be your time on Zoom just for you. OK, how you doing, Sister Brett? So today, once again, we're dealing with the series called Reverse Mythology. And today we're focused on pseudo Christianity. When we say pseudo Christianity, what we mean is many people believe that you are doing things based off of Christianity. Now remember, Christianity in and of itself is a myth because Christianity is a mixing of iron and clay. But you believe, for example, like that England is a Christian nation. But England doesn't start, England's story doesn't start off in Christianity, right? Or you might believe that the United States of America is a Christian nation. First of all, the United States of America is not a country, it's a corporation. But secondly, right, and more in line with today, the United States of America is not a Christian nation. How you doing, Minister Tamron? So we're dealing with a lot of pseudo-Christianity, a mock version or a false thing that's been presented to you called Christianity. And many people don't want to admit that it's not. That it's not. And we believe that we should keep the commandments and that we should keep things up for the namesake of Yahushua and that we should do unto others as should be done unto us, which is lawful. Christianity, therefore, if it is a lie, it is not lawful. And then if the lie is not even what's being used for the new lie, right, of this mock the biblical reference point or this mocking of biblical reference point that tells us that we are in a Christian nation or that this nation is based off of biblical things, then you've got, to, then we've got to admit the falsehood. So, so a lot of this stuff, especially because you, a lot of you listen to me on a regular basis, you've probably heard before. However, you'll hear me say some of the same things again, and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. And the more we repeat it anyways, the better it gets in our psyche and our, in our psychology or in our psyche, our soul, all right, and we, we can therefore start to release the soul ties in other places. How you doing, uh, Shabbat? I mean, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Shabbos. Excuse me, Shabbos, how you doing? So, I'm on repetition works, amen. So, when you hear that America is a Christian nation, since, actually, let's do it like this, as many of you listen to me on a regular basis, what is one of the documents that we can use, an American document that we can use to automatically show that the United States of America is not a Christian nation? What's one of the first things we can do? And thank you for the love. What's one of the first places we can go and say, yeah, the United States of America is definitely, definitely not a Christian nation. Well, Constitution, boom, really big one, right? Because the Constitution does not protect Christianity. It protects freedom of religion. Religion, by the way, doesn't even mean that you have to believe in a higher power. 
Religion just means what you constantly do, right? So that's great. What's another one? Somebody said a dollar bill. Okay, we could talk about the contract. It's a check within itself. And obviously it's not Christianity represented on your dollar bill or on many different bills that you're using, right? What's another one? Give you a hint. This one's written in, eight, in the 1800s, right? Marines sing about it in their, in their uh, song, in their service song. How you doing, Anthony Garcia? Shalom to you. There we go. Thank you, DB. And how you doing, DB? The Treaty of Tripoli. There we go. Thank you, Sister Betty. Amen. The Treaty of Tripoli. The Treaty of Tripoli. And it's right when the United States of America, right? It even says, so the, the Marine Corps song that I was talking about, you know, uh, goes the beginning of it. From the halls of Montezuma to the shores of Tripoli. Right? Uh, Tripoli. Why is Tripoli important? Because there was a treaty that was done there, right? And the treaty that was done there is one to where people who were in that area, they were aware of Christianity, right? And they were aware of the fact that in Christianity, they, it was used during the uh, Crusades. So they didn't like Christians and Christian values very much in that area, right? So the United States of America writes in the Treaty of Tripoli in the 11th section, they say, hey, we are not, nor have we ever been a a Christian nation. Matter of fact, we have high regard for the Muslim faith. Now, why is that important that they say that they keep the Muslim faith in high regard? Well, that's due to the fact that if it was not for a Muslim sultan in Morocco, America, United States of America would never even at any point have been considered to be a nation and be sovereign because nobody would do business with the United States of America after they became free of, um, of oppression in England. So since nobody would do business, sovereignty, right, power, rolls downhill authority comes down from above so if a sovereign won't recognize your sovereignty then you can't be a nation so it had to be a muslim sultan who therefore this is the reason why your constitution changed right because you had a constitution even your bill of rights is from the constitution that already existed but they have the constitution change and they make changes to it and they make it more acceptable for somebody who's a muslim to be able to go ahead and 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 get, you know, and bow down to it, right? So they change up even the Masons at this point, right? Those who are wearing Masonic garb still to this day. If you look at the Fez and you look at what they're using and all stuff like that, that's actually a lot of uh, Muslim and Arabic type garb, which you consider to be Arabic type garb, right? And please forgive me, I don't know how to pronounce it. Is it, uh, is it Afia Alima? Please forgive me if I said that incorrect. But um, thanks, and thanks for being part of the community. So, so we have this, we have this mindset where we're, we're doing this thing where we say, hey, Christianity is what this, what this nation is about, and when in fact it is not, right? Now, also too, pseudo-Christianity. You assume that England, right, where the United States of America is a Christian nation, but England is not Christian. England, as a matter of fact, is what? Is brutish or British. What did the British or brutish people do? before they were even influenced by Rome, and then they didn't keep up Roman uh, Christianity at first, they had to do what the Romans did. And then eventually they get to the, the, the pseudo-Christianity or the pseudo-biblical reference point, right? And then they start saying, oh yeah, uh, we believe in the Bible because of what the Roman benefactors tell us, right? So that in and of itself is pseudo. It's mock, it's fake, it's false. You even, many people have been raised that hey, in China and places like that, in, in Asia, but you know, mainly China, um, Chinese and even Japanese and even Koreans to a certain degree, even though Koreans have Christianity and Bible reference there more so than anywhere else, any other religion there, people don't know that. But when you talk about China, China in and of itself, uh, but before they were introduced to Buddhism, 
they believed that there was Shangdi, one true um, Elohim-like being. His name was Yehovah, right? They believed in Noah, they believed in Shem, they believed in Ham, they believed in Japheth, and they even had characters when they write out their, their words, right? Just like we do, they use characters. Their characters had to be based off a biblical reference point. So if you wanted to say there's a family, right, you had to write three characters superimposed. Those characters are eight, right? Those characters, uh, the character for water and the character for boat, which means that they believe that a family is eight people who are on water in a boat. That's where their family, that's where their idea of family comes from. Well, that makes sense if you believe that Noah had a wife and then he had three sons and uh, three sons and they had three wives. That's eight. Right? And they were on a boat or on an ark and they were on water during a flood. Right? These are things that you can study and see for yourself. So there's a pseudo Christianity that wants you to believe that China or a pseudo way of thought that, hey, China had to be colonized to believe this was in fact that the matter is when they were colonized, uh, even if you want to say mentally colonized by a thought process called Buddhism as other people brought things across the East. Well, then, yeah, they would. They would um, have been colonized and therefore, but that's not their original belief. You can still visit uh, many different temples and stuff there that actually mirror in many different ways the temple of the temples of Yahashadah. And how you doing, Nancy? Right. So brutalize others, which is 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 what they continue to do no matter where they are. Yeah. So so these are things that we can see. So there's a pseudo Christianity, the myth that these are Christian nations. The myth that Christianity is what everybody was looking at. The myth, matter of fact, in West Africa, the myth that if you hadn't been colonized or you hadn't been taken, you would have never believed in the Bible. When we have reference points like um, Olaudach or uh, Alavadach, but how we say now, Olaudach, Equiano, right? Taken, Igbo, Kibo, Ivri, Avra, right? That's what these words mean. Avra, Pele, or Hebrew. And Hebrew person taken, and when he reads the Bible, when he gets his freedom, he says, everything that I read in that Bible is what we kept. And he remembered his childhood and said, hey, I am an Israelite. That's what I am. That's what not only what I was, but I realized that's who I am. I'm a Hebrew. He said, what part's not true? And, and welcome. Hello to you. How are you doing? Which part is not true? I mean, I don't mind you saying that's not true. If you can just help me out, I just put a lot of information out there, though. I'm going to give you the best opportunity to make sure you defend your statement. Everything I'm saying, well, then you haven't read, right? Um, I don't have the book in front of me, obviously, but um, we literally have shown the book. Matter of fact, those who are part of Patreon, you still can look it up for yourselves. But um, there's a whole, there's books. And by the way, this is, you can literally go on YouTube if you get a chance. Look up by Chinese people themselves telling you how Chinese characters are used for that. Go look up um, the, the autobiography of Olaudah Equiano. O-L-A-U-D-A-H. Go look up his autobiography. Right? Um, go look up the Treaty of Tripoli, the 11th section. I'm, I'm giving you reference points because I want you to know. Look in your constitution. See if Christianity is defended. Matter of fact, um, your founding fathers, if you're an American citizen, your founding fathers, I'll give you, uh, well, let's just do this. Your founding fathers, they were deist. Benjamin Franklin didn't believe in Christianity. He believed that he could become a deity. He was a deist. George Washington, that's why he has a big obelisk up. He became your modern Osiris, right? And the father of your, of your country, right? That, that's, 
you look at the look at the back of your dollar bill. The obelisk is on there as well. Um, he didn't. He he's a deist, right? Matter of fact, look at Mormonism. Mormonism says that you can become matter of uh, a deity or a god yourself. Look up um, what they believe about Elohim. They don't believe that Elohim, who we, how we would say, but Elohim. They don't believe that Elohim um, is the creator of all. They believe that Elohim was a really great person on his planet. He's from, therefore, got. Assume, um, assume was able to assume the status of godhood was given a wife had a bunch of spirit babies and that's how you exist today and if you fought for righteousness with jesus christ and didn't fight for evil with the devil um then you were considered to be white and you're white and delightsome if you felt fought with the devil you have no body you're the fallen angels and if you're somebody who's colored you were a coward you didn't fight in between i mean these are just things that you can look up so if your whole thing is to say you're just wrong and not actually have reference points or if this is something that's new to you, right, you might want to just listen long enough to be able to see what's there. But these are reference points you can just look up real quick. So I, I know that thank you, moderators, for doing, doing what you do. Um, you could easily Google this information I just said. You can take a quick read. You can look, listen to some videos real quick. Matter of fact, I have some of this stuff posted on TikTok uh, channels for you. If you want to even look through Kofi underscore 43, too, or, or the original one. And then you can come back on right uh, or you can come back on and just say that everything i'm saying is wrong but see many people live by the pseudo and not by the righteousness many people want to be right and not righteous so right you'll, you'll see all these people saying that's not true this is not true this, i just i didn't just give you something that i said i didn't just say the bible says only i didn't just give you one reference point i gave you several but many people will not keep the commandments including stud stuff like study to show yourself approved right Study, to show yourself, then bring it before the Most High, see if it's approved, and then once it is, you can use it so you can be a workman that needed not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. I'm not ashamed of one word that I've uttered because every word that I've uttered is something that you can study in righteousness. Right now, you can pull it up. See, that puts you in a different place. Many people in the world, in the system, in the beast, they're connected to beast-like activity. They're connected to non-study habits. They're connected to things that are not righteous. And so if you give them something that's righteous, they don't like it. Right? This is just factual, right? So so I'm not telling you stuff that's just random. You see, like, I don't believe in just giving facts without context. It has to be contextual facts. And so today in our reverse mythology series, we're talking about pseudo-Christianity. I hear you, mad trucker. I appreciate you. Right? And how you doing, D? Thanks for being on. So, so, So we have to be in a righteous fashion, in a righteous mindset, even in coming to this. For many will have ears to hear, and will not, or ears, and will not hear. But we want to get to the point where we have ears to hear. Right? If, if, if there's something that I'm telling you that's false, then, then bring it out. I've had things I've had to repent of where I've taught things incorrectly. I'm not, I'm not um, somebody who's not without fault or blame at all. Right? But if I'm in the law, and the law protects my rights, because law doesn't give rights, it protects rights, then if I follow the law, then it should protect my right. Even my right to perfection in, in speaking a perfect word. How you doing, Minister Shante? Right, and thanks for the love. Appreciate it. So, and all these things that we're talking about, we have to recognize and realize. And if I misunderstood what you were saying, by the way, please forgive me. I just was going off of um, that. But, but these are things that you can do. There are reference points, right, for these, for these things that we're saying. So, when we talk about even pseudo-christianity once again pseudo is a mock or a fake version or a modified version and you've been raised right even if you come out of it you were raised at some point on christian values is what this stuff was made off of right matter of fact many of you who used to think 
or might have heard, maybe you didn't think this, but you've heard this, like Cain was black when he was marked, he was black. No, if you know Hebrew characters, marked is Tav. That's what a Tav is. So when Cain was marked Tav, same thing that you see later on in your Bible when people sackcloth ashes and might mark themselves, Tav. Or the same thing that you might see in Lamentations, I believe it is, Tav, right? Um, Right. This is this is something that's not new. This is not a Western romantic thing. This is not a um, Roman Catholic Church, which was translates to ro uh, romantic universal circus like this is not. And I'm not even saying stuff. Once again, this is stuff people don't know what words mean. Cirque, church, literally coming from the word circus. Right. You have a mindset. So you so you'll speak things over your life and don't even realize what's being spoken. Like you'll say uh, you'll hear people say the church is not the building. The church is in you. Why would you want a circus in you? Right. Why would you want a circus in you? Okay, do I believe? Hold on one second. I'm be honest with you. I, I've read that term, seen that term. I'm having a moment right now with that term. Though, give me a second to look it up. Once I see it, I'll probably be with you. I don't want to just answer the question without it. I think I already. I think I know where we're going. But let me be honest with you. I, let me look it up real quick. The falsely attributed works, texts whose claims author are not true authors or a work whose real author is attributed to the, a figure of the past. Yes, I believe that. So are you saying that, therefore, everything that I'm using, every single every single um, reference point that I've used, talking about how you can talk to, about, talk to Chinese people and listen to Chinese people tell you this for themselves, the reference point. I didn't even get into some. I mean, you know, um, I couldn't get, get into the reference point of. What are the, in the Spanish Inquisition, who's considered to be a Negro? Um, I didn't get into that, but let me just use the one. So are we saying that the reference point of um, Olaudach Equiano, who wrote it himself in an autobiography, um, an African former slave who bought it, who purchased his own freedom and wrote his own story. Is that, does that fall in line with that? Um, you see what I'm saying? What about the writings of those who are Native American in Tennessee who said that they're Hebrew? What about the, uh, uh, the what about the indigenous or I'm sorry, what about the indigenous slash African people who became free? And once they did in Savannah, Georgia, built a church and they carved in Hebrew characters that you can still go and look at for yourself today. Right. So, yeah, I believe in those things. Matter of fact, I believe there's a lot of things that people say are in their Bible that they don't even realize, for example, that fall into that. For example, if you believe in the Old Testament or the New Testament, somebody wrote that in. We know that for a fact, right? So yes, yes, yes. I, I believe that somebody could falsify documentation. Matter of fact, I believe that many people on here who are living by their um, their straw man don't even realize it's a falsified version of yourself. That fi falls in line with that as well, right? But once again, that's why I didn't say, "Hey, I'm just talking about the Bible only." You got to you got you got to catch me now. So if you're saying like the seven or eight different things that I listed, I didn't even get into a long list of them. We can keep on going. I can list you 20, 30, 40, 50. Now, here's the question. Would you study and research these things to see if they actually are what you call them? And forgive me, because I'm being honest with you once again. I'm not great with this word. I don't pronounce it that well with the, the suit. And by the way, it's spelled with an E, not an O, right? Because it's sude in that place, right? Or right, but the sude, um, or, or the sued rather. Sued, epi uh, sued epigrapha, right? Sued epigrapha or sued epigrapha, right? I believe that's how you pronounce it, right? Because it's not an O there, it is an E. So if we're going to call it that, we have to make sure that first of all, is it sued, is it mock? It's like the book of Hebrews, for example, the big book of Hebrews. Um, did Paul write Hebrews or do people just say Paul wrote Hebrews? It doesn't have a signature in it, right? So if it doesn't have a signature writings and a signature style or anything, and all of a sudden, are we just saying Paul randomly just did something completely different, didn't identify it as his own writing or letter or, or, or works or words? 
or beliefs or what he's persuaded by? Of course not, right? So we can't attribute that to Paul. Doesn't mean that it wasn't written by somebody at all. We just can't keep saying that Paul wrote it. How you doing, Tawana? Thanks for being on. So, so these are things that we're talking about, right? How you doing off-grid? I'm not, I'm not sitting up here saying, you know, the random stuff or whatever. You said when you did SC? Okay, I'm not sure. I apologize. I'm not sure what that means. But like I said, if I misrepresented, I, I apologize. But I'm just, but, but or sorry, no buts. I apologize. That being said, right, we're talking about pseudo-Christianity. This, this belief system that these things are, are Christian or biblical beliefs or that these people believe in Christian values. Remember, the, the Christianity is nothing more than a mixing of iron and clay, right? You're warned about it in Daniel chapter 2. Babylon, right? Babylonian stuff gives birth to Persian stuff. Persian stuff is going to be giving birth to Greek stuff. Greek stuff is going to be giving birth to Roman stuff. Roman stuff is going to mix with the clay, right? For he is the potter and we are the clay, which really also talks about appropriation, right? Right? And how you doing, Minister Nice? And thank you again for leading Thursday Rising Prayer. Appreciate you. I tried to send you a text. I don't know if you got it or not. But, but yeah, like these... So, so these things are appropriated. That means if you're the clay, you're supposed to be the barometer. You're supposed to be the teacher. You're supposed to be the one that we looked at and say, okay, this makes sense. This doesn't make sense. Who shall believe our report? Isaiah says it, and then Paul says it again. Right? In your Old and New Testament. Right? This is, this is, this is stuff that's there. So pseudo-Christianity. Now, there's something that we taught on. I don't know if it's on the channel that got taken down a long time ago, if it's on this one. So if it's on this one, it's, at least it's on this one now. Right? But but the reality is... Oh, and by the way, there's one more. Didn't we talk about this last time I was on? Either Monday or Tuesday we talked about this. Um, don't forget there's even people that we know that went to Negro land, went to Guinea, right? If you know about those places in West Africa when before they were shaped into the new corporative... Um, uh, territories that you know today is places like Ghana and Nigeria and, and Cameroon, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but uh, when you go in and research, there were missionaries that were sent there, right? And missionaries usually are sent to make sure that they start colonization. That's what you normally send in first, right? To colonize people, you send in uh, a modified version of a belief system and something people can tie into. And the missionary, when it went over there, he tried to go in there with stereotypical new testament type thing how you doing brother craig how you doing elman and um and when he did he went over there and he started realizing he said hey these people believe in the in, in the bible per se but they believe in the Torah, the torah the god and their culture is the same as the torah and he said so he, he told the missionaries if you guys are going to go over to these places to try and give the word to them you can't go over there without knowing your old testament he told them before you go over he sees quoted the same before you go over there make sure you know your old testament Tell them the Old Testament first before you go over. Right? That's what he said. He said, he said, before you go over there, you they look, they, they hold certain things in there. They still he said he said they circumcised over there. Oluada Equiano also said that as well. The slave who got his own freedom and then talked, read the Bible and then said this, these are the very things that we kept. <laughs> right? So we had this weird thing right even if you go to east africa i didn't even mention them do we go over to east africa and talk about lalabellum which a lot of people will tell you that stuff existed before christ you we keep talking about it like it's a church but the reason it was buried and all this stuff nobody could find is because it existed before christ 
you, you see what I'm saying? Like, like a lot of people don't want to have that conversation. And the reality is that's what, the, you know, where, where we're at is before zero, so to speak, right? People would believe he's probably born somewhere around two or three um, AC. But before Christ, before Christ, that existed, right? And that would make sense if Moses married a Cushitic woman. It would make sense if Sheba, and if you don't want to give it Sheba, at least this woman in Solomon married, right? In Song of Solomon, she says, I'm comely or I'm beautiful because I am Cush. And she says that my uh, skin is like the tents. I am black. I am Cush. I am black like the tents of Kedar. When you study the tents of Kedar, they, which still exist today, look up the type of goat fur that they use. It is extremely black. It's blacker than, than my hair. It's blacker than this backpack. It's extremely black. She said, and then if you know about Kush people who went all the way up into what you call the Middle East and go all the way into Central Africa, East Africa, etc., you'll you'll and even Kemp Kemet because Kush and Kemet are the same family. Kush is the older brother, so to speak, right? Kush is like England and Kemet is like the United States of America in that relationship, and you'll discover that um, over in these places, right? Uh, they believe that their their beauty standard in a lot of these places is that black black skin really light gums and then uh or really white teeth excuse me and then really black dark gums right and am i buffering on tiktok we just saw somebody say we're buffering how you doing sister iska welcome um and how you doing sister nadine and uh yachmaya okay i'm not thank you and welcome yachmaya so um so if if this is the case Right. If, it, if this is the case, if this is the reality where we know that this is how these people are addressed in today's society, in biblical society, things like that, then these are mythical. Right. So getting back to pseudo Christianity, the only reason why we don't believe these things to be so is because somebody mocked it or somebody modified it. Somebody lied. Pseudo. Going back to what I was trying to talk about, the reason you think Cain is marked is because somebody told you that meant black because when they started getting into the Negro land and doing, doing the stuff they did with these Negroes, and if you study once again who were considered to be Negroes, because remember, in España, in Spain, right, somebody who's our color is just marron, right? But somebody who's negro, who's black, they're also talking about a particular type of person who they mentioned during the Spanish Inquisition. They did the same thing in Portugal as well. And what were they what were they saying? They were saying these people had locks. They said they had extremely dark skin. They said they had really long beards. They said that they wore hoodies. They said they would be on street corner. Now, they were forced to wear the hoodies, if we be honest. But they said they wore hoodies. They said they were uh, they would put, give poetry. They would put the poetry over music. They said they were extremely attracted to women, which basically was code for it was all right, acceptable for people to be bi or at least to be very effeminate. But these brothers were very masculine. You probably call them toxic today, but they were very masculine because they were attracted to their wives and they stayed committed to their wife. It's they said that they kept up with a Torah or the Torah. Right. They called them Sephardic. You call them Sephardic Jews today, but they call them Sephardic because there's Ashkenazi, there's Khazarian and then there's Sephardic. Guess who Sephardic are? Right. And how you doing? Is it Antron? I'm sorry. I missed somebody on there. I think it was Antron. And how you doing? Children of the Most High. Uh, it was, if that's Sister Brenda, I'm not sure. But um, 
So, so we have to we have to recognize and think to ourselves that we've been lied to, including with people who say they come out of Christianity, right? Which is basically a way of them trying to use the Bible, the mixing of iron and clay of how they use it today, and be able to use certain things and not use other things. This is why, on our um, focal scriptures, we we focus on John fourteen fifteen. I'm pagan because of what? You got to help me out. Right? I, 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 I still don't comprehend I don't mind you saying this stuff, but if you're going to say this stuff, at least tell me what did I say that says that I'm pagan? What belief system did I uphold that says that I'm pagan? Help me out. You do no sense? Okay, I think you mean I make no sense. But once again, you got to be better. If you're going to troll or if you're just going to automatically use... So, look, let me help you out with apologetics real quick before we get ready. And thank you for the moderators. Let me help you out with apologetics. Apologetics, by the way, to apologize is to, to, to support or defend that which you believe, right? It's the art of doing so. So if you're going to get into apologetics or a debate, please, ma'am, please, sir, if you do not mind, make it a point to be accurate and make it a point to actually be able to say something. Because if you do something called ad hominem, which means literally to the man, um, that just means that you don't have anything. It's like when you're in school and somebody says, hey, you know what? You need to get your uh, you need to listen to the teacher. You need to be better in this and that. And you just go your mama. The whole everybody in class go, oh, he's such your mama. But you ain't say nothing. So even if everybody laughs. You didn't, you didn't really present a point. So if you just go, you're pagan, you, you got to at least tell me why, right? <laughs> How you doing, Rain Summer, right? And Sun Trust and everybody who's coming on. So, so just helping you out. You said, what part of Ghana? Which part of Ghana is it not? I mean, you want to talk about going to Elmina Castle, right? Do you want to talk about even, by the way, once again, these lines that people put on the map, you know, are we going to talk about ancient Ghana, the original Ghana, right? Mali, Timbuktu? These, play, these things are, you know, written down in scrolls. Uh, do we want to go to Igbo, which is where I saw my Olauda Equiano? Once again, you're, we're so into the pseudo, the fake, the mock, that we don't even address what did our people say. Right? I mean, Accra, Super Accra, Millennium City, um... I just mentioned over in the water, so I mean, you know, we can eventually start even going further and further and further. You know, I know it's not Ghana per se only, but, you know, we can keep on going. I just mentioned Amina Castle. I mean, that's it, right? So I just gave you reference point, right? But you, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, once again, we're having this con context where we're saying, hey, everybody else is saying this and that. As if I've never been, as if I'm not Ghanaian, as if I don't know what I'm talking about, as if I've never just cracked open a book, as if I'm never open to listen and sat at the feet of our people. See, this is one of the reasons why the pseudo is there, because we keep saying... Even the books that we're using to try and verify what if our people were, in fact, these things are somebody else's thing. And, and we have to realize interpretation by law means it has to be interpreted by the people, who, the person who wrote it, what they meant when they said it, the language they spoke it in, the timing of it, etc. Right. So we're using the pseudo. We're using the fake. Right. So we're using the fake. Okay, SunTrust, thank you. I'm sorry if I misrepresented. All right. So so these are things that we have to realize. We got to be on point. Right? This is why we have to make sure that we're on point with this stuff. This is why we have to, and it's our pleasure, Baba Kasha, all right? Um, and Tadah for everybody, or Thawadah, depending on your culture or your lingo or your dialect. All right. So the point today we're trying to show in reversing the myths of what we've been taught is pseudo of the pseudo Christianity thing. Uh, we have to realize that this these myths, just like other myths, like we've talked about with Zeus and um, we talked about with uh, um, Odin and Thor, and and we've talked about with 
you know, Christmas before. We've talked about with Thanksgiving, the myth that Thanksgiving um, actually is something that means we get together to eat when Thanksgiving in its origins in Europe actually meant a, a time of fasting, which is why in your Bible, when you see Thanksgiving or give thanks, it means two different things. Give thanks means give thanks. Thanksgiving in, in that Middle English, it actually is talking about fasting. You got to fast. You got to release something. Right. So coming out of Christianity is one of the best things you can do because you can't even comprehend your Bible in Christianity. You can comprehend it on a surface level, but you will not really be able to enter into the depths of it. Right. Psalm 119. How do you read Psalm 119 verses one through eight? And you don't know what Aleph means. How do you read Psalm 119 verses uh, 169 through 176? And you don't know what Tav means. How do you read um, Psalm 119 verses... Uh, uh, 32 through 40 and you have no clue what um, what he means how do you do so you have to have a pseudo version of it you have to have a mocked version of it you have to have a falsified version in order to be able to do it because if you don't know what the Holy Spirit is talking about the Holy Spirit in verses 30 I'm sorry in verses uh, yeah 33 through 40 then you're going to have a tough time trying to actually figure it out if you don't know that verses 1 through 8 is talking about the Father, then you're just reading something that's nice, but you don't know that that's particularly talking about the source. If you don't know verses 9 through 16 is talking about the Messiah who has yet to come, who's going to come out of a specific family, then you're not going to be able to read it intelligently, right? Intel meaning information. So there's a culture that comes with everything. So in pseudo-Christianity, you have what, I, what I've been given by the Holy Spirit when I've taught this before. Uh, we use, we, we talk about it as like a four-piece and a biscuit, Right? Many people, if you go on to Popeye's or KFC or whatever, right? I think Popeye's is more known for this, right? You go there and you ask for a two-piece with a biscuit, three-piece and a biscuit, right? But we're going to give you a four-piece and a biscuit today, all right? It's going to help you with some of this pseudo-Christianity, right? It's going to help you with some of this pseudo-Christianity. And this is, and once again, this is the argument, not just that if you are a Christian, you're bad, evil. I don't have a heaven or hell to put anybody in. That's not what time it is today, right? What I'm telling you, though, is that you believe that these nations or whatever you're doing is based off a of Bible or based off of Christianity and these people don't even believe in Christianity. Right? I'm sorry if you're hungry, but hopefully you're hungry and thirsty for righteousness for today you shall be, uh, shall be filled. Yeah, we can talk about King Leopold II, etc. By the way, been to Belgium, promise you, it's crazy. Even you go to Belgium, right, and you see, like, like think about the pseudo-Christianity that the people of Belgium use and at the same time as they're literally taking off the appendages of children, of men and of women, right? Because they're not bowing down to them and they're not giving them rubber fast enough to be able to make money off of it, right? They're also then coming up with chocolate treats, Belgium known for its chocolate and coming up with black hands as they're chopping off the hands here, right? And people don't talk about that. We don't even bring up Belgium. Belgium who did worse than Hitler. King Leopold II did worse than Germany. But, you, but he was a Christian. The Bible declared that they could go ahead and do what they did. You know, it's Hamitic, you know, because Ham is cursed. Africa's cursed, but Ham wasn't cursed. Canaan was cursed. And Canaan was cursed as far as he had to serve Shem, which is why Israel, Shemitic people, walk in there and are able to go ahead and take what the Salam, right, and make it Yahavashalam or Jerusalem. You see, right? But they use these myths so we're gonna give you a four piece and a biscuit today right to be able to show you some things yeah but um belgium is in cognitive dissonance come on right right 
So, and how you doing, Southern Bell? So, the four piece and the biscuit, these are the four pieces, and then the biscuit on top of it. You guys already know how we kind of feel about it if you've been with us before, but we'll add in the biscuit too. So, here are the four pieces and the biscuit. You ready? First piece. And if you're taking notes, take notes. If you want to go ahead and just hear this in your head a couple times so you can take mental note of it, study it later. But first piece is Doctrine of Discovery. First piece, right off the bat, the Doctrine of Discovery. We'll go over these in a second. I'm just telling you what they are. So the first piece, Doctrine of Discovery, right? How you doing, sweet? Thanks for being on. Right? So first piece is going to be Doctrine of Discovery. All right, cool. So that's the first piece. What's the second piece? Second piece, after we do Doctrine of Discovery, then we have to talk about something called, and I know, see, once again, somebody going to get mad. You're going to get upset. Some of you are going to leave because, oh, here you are talking about white versus black. I, hey, I don't, I don't hate anybody. I'm just giving you contextual facts. We're talking about Christianity. Christianity is a very Eurocentric prospect and a very Eurocentric theology, a very Eurocentric belief system, all right? Um, but so first piece is Doctrine of Discovery. The second piece, we just got to be honest, is called the white man's burden. It is what it is. That's what it's called. Look up these terms, by the way, before you get upset, before you get mad, before you get frustrated, right? Just just look the stuff up, <laughs> okay? Let's look it up, all right? First things first, right? So first thing is the doctrine of discovery. Second piece, first piece, doctrine of discovery. Second piece is gonna be called the white man's burden. Look it up for yourself if I'm lying about this stuff or whatever. All right, here's the third piece. The third piece. All right. So first piece, doctrine of discovery. Second piece, white man's burden. The third, pre third piece is, um, I'll make sure I go in order. Should I say this one or this one? Third piece, we'll, we'll say it is, they kind, the third and the fourth kind of happen at the same time. And so is the, 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 the biscuit. But we'll just go ahead and say the third piece is uh, manifest destiny. And I might need somebody to keep me, if, uh, moderators, if you don't mind, I might need somebody to keep me honest. Um, if I try to make the third and the fourth, if I try to reverse it, that all this stuff is like kind of the third, fourth, and fifth part are going to all kind of be together. But the third piece is going to be dealing with what? It's going to be dealing with manifest destiny. Okay? Manifest destiny. Manifest. Something's got to manifest. We're using spiritual terms and lawful terms. Right. If you go on a trip on a ship. Right here. Here, here we go with law. Right. Maritime law. If you go on a ship, what is a manifest? Ooh. see, when we talk about we want to manifest something, you got to know these terms. You said the Pope recently apologized for the doctrine of discovery, but did not say we will return all y'all stuff and pay dividends. Mm. I didn't even know the Pope apologized for doctrine of discovery. Thank you. That's something for me to go down the rabbit hole. Right. Right. OK. So a record. Right. If I have a manifest, I got a record. So if it manifests, that's a record of it. So when we say, for example, Hebrews 11.1, 1, right? Um, now faith. Now means you got to know Hebrews 1 through Hebrews 10. At some point, we'll probably have to go through Hebrews and do a little series on that, right? But Hebrews 11.1 1 says what? Now faith is what? The substance of things hoped for and what? The evidence of what is not yet seen, right? The manifestation. So hope comes first. But what my hope is built on, if I exercise in hope, that becomes faith. Faith, right? And when I begin to have certain works with my faith, faith and works coming together, then I get a manifestation, a record. Now I got a receipt, right? If I work backwards, my manifest or my receipt, my record comes from what I've worked in in faith, right? 
And because I worked in it in faith, it ultimately came out of what I hoped in. And we, remember, we talked about this word hope. This is why we got a reverse mythology. I can hope in negativity. Right. There are some people that, that hope that negative things happen to them because somebody will pat them on the back and say it's going to be OK. I'm not saying we shouldn't have um, take care of people, take people's feelings into account. Hear what I'm saying, though. Catch this. Some people hope in negativity. Right. Some people have learned that nobody will really deal with them. Like they'll just treat them like everybody else. But if my car is messed up one week and then my, 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 my marriage is bad and somebody is yelling at me and I'll never fit in and this and that, they'll live by that for 15, 20 years. Right. And they hope that that'll become their hope. Then they hope that if they keep doing that, right, they'll start having faith in it because they'll see that when they work it, they get a manifest. They get a record where somebody comes by and the receipt, the record that they carry is, hey, it's going to be OK. Now, don't help me to become okay. I want to stay in that. My hope is not in I want to become better and come out of it, right? My, right? Either way, we should take your feelings into account. We should take your situation into account. We should love you where you are. But I'm just saying, right, some people don't want to go to the place of now my hope is to come out of it. I've dealt with people in life coaching to where um, you will try to get them to say, hey, let's get better. Hey, let's have an opportunity to become a nation. Hey, let's do that. Hey, let's do that. And a lot of people are not on that. Amen. Today is Shabbat. Yeah, today is Sabbath. Amen. Right? On your Hebrew calendar, according to your Hebrew calendar, sundown or 6 o'clock p.m., whichever one you go by. So early Shabbat, Shalom to you. Amen, Sister Monica. How you doing, Yaakov? Right? So, so, but your hope. So, see, this is why we got to reverse the mythology. So, anyway, back to our list, right? So, number one is going to be what? Doctrine of discovery. Number two, the second piece is going to be what? Um, the white man's burden. Number three, the third piece is going to be what? Uh, manifest destiny. The fourth piece is going to be what? The lost cause. Mm. The lost cause doctrine. The lost cause rhetoric. The lost cause. Right. Um, people in the United States of America should know about the lost cause. Some of us don't. Um, if you're not aware of it around the world, you'll have a problem. You've been affected by it, but you don't even know that it's something that affects you. So we'll talk about that today. The Lost Cause. How you doing, Nestor? Thanks for being part of the community. And then, so first one is Doctrine of Discovery. Second piece. So first piece, Doctrine of Discovery. Second piece is um, the white man's burden. Third piece, Manifest Destiny. Fourth piece is the Lost Cause. And then the biscuit, or, or number five, four pieces in the biscuit. Your, your fifth one for the day that we'll go into is Darwinism. Or we could just put it as evolution. Now, there are six types of evolution. That's why I'm careful not to only call it evolution. So there are six types of evolution. We'll deal with the fifth one, which is Darwinism, the one that many of you use every day. All right. How you doing? Tenoshisha. So so that's that's what we'll talk about today. So those are your four pieces in a biscuit. Number one is the doctrine of discovery. Number two is the white man's burden. Number three, manifest destiny. Number four is uh, the, is uh, the lost cause and number five is the doctrine I'm sorry and number five is um, Darwinism or also known as evolution 